Justin Fields and DJ Moore are picking back up at training camp where they left off in minicamp, building a strong quarterback wide receiver connection in a Chicago Bears offense that's advancing quickly. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we especially appreciate our everydayers tuning in five days a week. On the show today, we touch base with DJ Moore and Justin Fields. We'll hear from more specifically about the chemistry between quarterback and wide receiver, how real that is and what that looks like and how they're already sort of feeling that natural connection that includes that kind of nonverbal communication where QB and wide receiver just know what to do and get on the same page and how valuable that has been now for Justin Fields. We'll also hear from offensive coordinator Luke Getze about some of the advancements that they're making in this offense, going really from you know 101 to 201, if you will, and when it comes to cadences and some other more intricacies of the offense that you can start to you know, sprinkle in some extras, get a little fancy and have more fun with it once they're more comfortable. And then we'll also talk about Justin Fields turning down Netflix, wanting to be a part of the quarterback documentary, him saying, "Mm, not so fast, at least not this season, not yet, but maybe in the future. For now, we're focused on what's going on with Justin Fields and DJ Moore at Bears training camp. Now, at the time of recording this through two days of training camp practice with no pads, the field more connection continues to be strong. You know, Fields hit DJ Moore over the middle, kind of sort of that second level over the linebackers, a nice leaping grab by DJ Moore. Another one downfield down the sideline, really pinpoint accuracy. Fields has been able to find his number one receiver and really start building that connection for a guy he just met a couple of months ago. And I think sometimes on the outside, we can wonder like how how real that is. I mean, certainly none of us are NFL quarterbacks or NFL wide receivers. Maybe we played the position in high school or whatever, but like none of us are doing that at that high of a level with someone else also at that high of a level. And it's not even just any kind of quarterback or any kind of wide receiver, but a number one wide receiver and a dynamic playmaking quarterback that can do some special things individually and then hope to be able to do special things then together. But you wonder like how much of that relationship stuff is true and how much of it is just like, well, if he knows his route and he knows his throw, do they have to be best friends and all that stuff? But I think DJ Moore did a good job of really kind of illustrating what that looks like and, and why that does actually matter. DJ, I mean, when people talk about chemistry between a quarterback and a receiver or connection, whatever, an abstract, what does that mean to you? What, what's the definition of that to you? And, and how valuable is it or is it a little sometimes overrated? Uh, I mean, it's, it's never overrated to be uh, to have chemistry with somebody. So... Like me and Justin, we got chemistry on and off the field, so that's a plus. Uh, same with PJ. Like, it's always a plus. They, it's more than just football. At the end of the day, when when you meet somebody, so 
forever going to be friends with Justin outside of this. But do, do you truly reach a point where you know what the other's thinking? I'm talking about on the field, you know, like, oh, you know, uh, where you can really make plays without talking or whatever. Or just eye contact, you know, that kind of thing. Is that, is that what that is or is that not? Uh, I mean, it is built, but it becomes natural over time. Uh, we had a few plays like that in this uh, OTA, this past OTA, so I want to say we're probably going to keep that going, but uh, I mean, it just built over time. This is one of those things that can really start to take this Chicago Bears offense to the next level. When you've got a quarterback and a wide receiver that can have those sort of like eye contact, slight hand motion type plays, you know, that we've seen other quarterbacks and receivers have over the years. I mean, especially, I think we think about that a lot with he who shall not be named, but I'm going to name him anyway, you know, like Aaron Rodgers and, and Devonta Adams, or before that Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson, right? Where they could just kind of give each other a look or a little head nod and just kind of know either certain plays or how to attack certain coverages and know what the other player likes. And it's certainly not something that they can master in, again, like literally three months that they've, or four months that they've known each other and been teammates, but certainly being able to do that throughout all of these practices through the off season and now through training camp into the preseason, the regular season gives them such an accelerated head start on that compared to like, you know, last year, Chase Claypool coming in halfway through the season and just trying to learn the plays and figure out where he's supposed to go, let alone all the different intricacies of what the quarterback what might want and what the quarterback wants to do. And I think Darnell Mooney has certainly been at this sort of level with Justin Fields before, and now you add DJ Moore to that mix. And that's another thing that Fields had talked about separately, not in that clip, uh, just like having that value of starting training camp, knowing basically most for the most part, at least what the top of your wide receiver depth chart looks like. Maybe not the entire top to bottom depth chart is still, you know, the competition is still there for the you know, the backups and stuff. But knowing DJ Moore is your number one and that Mooney and Claypool are going to be kind of your two and three and, and have more defined roles as opposed to last season when, you know, they're rotating what it felt like eight different guys in there with the starters between Byron Pringle when he was healthy and Equinemius St. Brown and Dante Pettis and Nikhil Harry and all those different guys trying to figure out who the starters would be. So Fields is throwing to a wider variety of guys and not getting nearly as much direct, you know, one-on-one -on -one reps or one-on-one -on -one time throwing to the same players over and over and over again to really build out that muscle memory and have it not be something you have to think about, but can just play faster and loose, especially as the offense as a whole gets more comfortable and gets more familiar and just gets faster as everyone has repped these plays more and more. Even if DJ Moore hasn't been around for the two seasons of them, Fields has. And offensive coordinator Luke Getze has taken notice as well. And we'll hear from him on where he's seeing the acceleration in this offense and how things are a little bit different this year compared to last year next on Locked on Bears. The Locked on Bears podcast is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. And eBay Motors is teaming up with our friends at Locked On Fantasy Football with their host, Vinny Iyer, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for your fantasy draft or during the season, scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fits Fantasy Pick of the Week. When the top tier of quarterbacks is off the board in fantasy football drafts this year, there's another line of luxury passers who are guaranteed to fit your starting lineups every week. The Bengals' Joe Burrow remains a classic pick in the top six QB1s with his prolific reliability in an offense with great weapons that he knows really, really well. Just like we're talking about with Justin Fields, Burrow will get it done again, humming along to big numbers in Cincinnati. 
Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. And the same goes for your vehicle. With eBay's guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. We're talking brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay's guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank up the AC, and say goodbye to sweating when your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. As this Chicago Bears offense tries to grow in its second season, we hear a lot from Fields and and Luke Getze and and other members of the offense that, like, you know, they're having deeper conversations, more meaningful conversations. And that's where they're seeing some of the growth, right? Is that guys have a better understanding of what's happening and they can talk on a deeper level, not just the surface level of trying to figure out what they're supposed to do and what that's supposed to look like. But I think when we, when we talk about deeper conversations, that tends to be a little bit more of an abstract concept. And I certainly understand the bears and, you know, Getsy and Fields are not going to get into specifics of like, yeah, you know, when we run this play, now we can ask about these things because you start to give away a little bit more than you'd like to in terms of how they're going to approach certain things on offense. So I do understand why we don't get more, but we, we every once in a while, we'll get a little bit of a glimpse or a little bit of a peek behind the curtain or just some slightly more specific things. And I think we have one of those now as a good example of, at least at the beginning of training camp, something that they're trying to do a little bit more of that certainly represents progress in this offense. And I think some of that comes from guys being in it for another season and being more comfortable, but also just some of the upgrades we've seen at key positions on this roster. Luke, at, at, this time, uh, at this time last year, a lot of mixing and matching on the offensive line. Now you've got five guys. I, I imagine that helps the offense, but when you get pads on, how does that help Justin? Or does that, that, that consistency it, 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 with some... Yeah, no, it's... It's all of it. Specificity, if you could just say, you know, yeah. explain how that might help uh, Justin as, you know, in his development. I mean, you just think about the, the amount of communication that happens from the time the play call is given to the quarterback to the time the play is over. And I say that because the quarterback's commuting a play, communicating a play, and then he's going to the line of scrimmage and he's communicating more things. And so when you have that, uh, that uh, the reps – at communicating with one another, now that happens faster. You know, you almost anticipate what the guy wants, right? And so all that stuff is really important. Your cadence and how them hearing Justin's voice and the way he does it, uh, all that's really important. So uh, anytime we can get repetitions together as a group, and, and when you when you can get five guys most of the time, then that's usually a really good sign for the, the way your season's going. I remember last year you working on those cadences too this time of year. Did you end up? reducing those at all once you got to the season and, and are you now increasing those because it seems like everyone's been here and they can handle it better I think it's I think it, it starts with quarterback center and how much they want to do and how much they're capable of doing and you if you can remember like Lucas was the guy and then he did wasn't and then he got hurt and then it was Sam and then you know and then it, and all that stuff and I think you know the comfortability that Justin has with everything and then you know 
PJ and Nate and, and Tyson the same thing. They're, they're, they're now hearing Justin do it a certain way, and they're trying to, trying to mimic that as well. So I think when, when we can get all those guys doing it the same way, they, it allows you to do more. Worth noting there, if you couldn't hear it perfectly in the question being asked, but the Bears tried to work on some of that same cadence stuff last season, and as we got into the regular season, had to get away with it, get away from it a bit. And that's what Luke Getze was talking about there when it comes to like, yeah, some of that's the quarterback and the center where it was Lucas Patrick and Justin Fields working on it for a long time. Then Lucas Patrick gets hurt. Sam Mustafer comes in and certainly he wasn't trying to make that a shot at Sam Mustafer, but just more like being that Mustafer and Fields hadn't worked together as much. Perhaps it was also a reflection of Sam Mustafer, but the way Getze was trying to paint it was a little bit more like, yeah, when you throw in a brand new center, that you, when you're doing a cadence, right, the, the snap has to be timed perfectly with the cadence so that everyone else can then move perfectly with the snap based on the cadence. And that's something that they're, they're trying to get rolling now. And especially, I think, with a more experienced veteran center like Cody Whitehair, that can go a long way towards just adding another little something to this offense in terms of timing and being less predictable for opposing pass rushes to be able to get off and get after Justin Fields. But I also think when you talk about the the deeper conversations about the offense, it's not it's not hard to sort of imagine what that might look like. You know, when you when you take a concept in this offense and start to go from asking, you know, questions about like, okay, what order does my progression go in and, and how quickly should I go from this player to this player? But be able to then go a little bit deeper and and ask like, okay, why why is that route at that depth? And what does that what is that motion on this play? supposed to create for us how are we supposed to you know how are we supposed to understand what we're doing to attack the opposing defense right can i can i gain some insights in understanding why so that i can think a more quickly about it but also be like next level right to be able to then say okay now that i understand why this route is at this depth and timed up with a second route at the same at a different depth that helps me better understand then more quickly if i see a certain coverage i'm going to need to know then that that should work against that coverage because that's why that route on that play will work against some coverages and a different route on the same play might work against other types of coverages. And sort of some of the reasons as to how the play is built in as opposed to just memorizing first read, second read, third read, now being able to sort of maybe know to skip, you know, if that if you're on your first read and you know the coverage and based on that coverage, your third route is going to be kind of the one that's open. You can skip the second one to get to the third one or get to the fourth one, right? Kind of un, to kind of just go more quickly instead of having to go specifically sort of quote unquote by the book as far as how you're taught and how you're supposed to do the play. It, it creates more opportunities to intelligently freelance, right? Not freelance just because you're undisciplined or freelance because, you know, you're, you're just trying to do too much, but more so like freelance a little bit because you have a deep enough understanding to make the right decision that might not be exactly the way it's drawn up or exactly the way you were initially coached to do it, but because you're advanced enough at it now to skip around a little bit and to put your own sort of, I don't know if flair is the right word, but to kind of put your own spin on it, to put your own mark on it, to be that next level thinking about how a play is supposed to work. Or certainly, you know, when plays break down a little bit, to be able to adjust and understand why things are supposed to be where they are and then be able to trust then that that it's going to work out because you understand the reason behind the play and not just the what of, of the play, but really how it's supposed to work and why it works the way that it does. And I think it just builds some of that trust between 
quarterback and playmaker. And as you get more comfortable in the offense too, you just get more confident in your ability to execute it because now you've done it hundreds of times instead of maybe dozens of times as you did entering last season. So it's going to be exciting to see how these things start to matriculate and, and take shape and really grow throughout training camp, the preseason, and into the regular season. Unfortunately, we won't have cameras following Justin Fields closely throughout that entire process. We almost did, or we certainly could have, but it was Justin Fields, not specifically the Chicago Bears, who said no to Netflix. We'll hear Justin Fields' explanation as to what was offered and, and why he turned it down, and we'll look at what that would have looked like, what we might be missing out on, and why, in the end, probably not too big of a deal either way. Next on Locked on Bears. I actually haven't had a chance yet to watch the quarterback show on Netflix called Q, called Quarterback. I believe it's called QB or Quarterback, where during this past football season, a Netflix documentary type crew followed around the likes of, of Patrick Mahomes. And I think is it Josh Allen or Joe Burrow, a few quarterbacks, but I know Patrick Mahomes for sure last season and gave some great behind the scenes intel. You know, like they were mic'd up for a lot of the season and it gave you some mic mic'd up uh some mic'd up sound for in season and I should I should correct myself it was Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota were the first quarterbacks. I believe this season they're looking at at Josh Allen and I believe Joe Burrow is also one of them potentially in there but they did also ask Justin Fields if he wanted to be a part of this 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 group and have again like cameras following him around through practice through the regular season micing him up obviously like much like Hard Knocks and other mic'd up programs, not giving away trade secrets by any means, you know, edited to include the personality and the fun stuff. You know, I think there was a quote from in there from Patrick Mahomes using some colorful language. I don't remember which player he was talking trash to, but he you know, he told them that you woke up the wrong MFR, And it was, it was a clip that just had not been out yet. And it was really cool to kind of see some of the players' personalities on the field because he goes on and you got, he had like taken a hard sack or a hard hit from a pass rusher and it's like, you know, you just woke up the wrong MFR and they're going out there and, and he goes out there and scores a couple touchdowns and has a big game after that moment. Like, it's really cool access to the players. And Justin Fields was approached by Netflix and just said, you know what, not for me, at least not yet this year. Yeah, I watched it. Uh, it was kind of cool, you know, seeing uh, everybody's different backgrounds and kind of see how they prepared. So um, just, just cool seeing, you know, also their, their, their personal lives and how they, you know, balance life and football. But um, they actually did reach out, and um, I don't, I don't think I want to do it just because, you know, I just rather keep everything the way it is around here. I think, you know, just having cameras around the building, I think that might change the vibe of, um, you know, everyone, and just, just want to keep it, you know, uh, natural, organic, and really just focus on what's going on in the building. So. Um, I mean, maybe maybe down the down the road, but uh, I don't I don't think I see myself doing it this year at least. Did you discuss it with the Bears before making that decision, or was it just kind of? Uh, no, nah, not really. Justin. I kind of already knew it. Kind of like just changed the vibe. So it's worth noting that before Justin Fields had revealed that in his press conference, immediately before that, uh, Ryan Poles had been asked, you know, just hypothetically, not knowing that it has actually happened, what if? Netflix had come and, and want to do that about Justin Fields. And the Bears have been pretty clear they're not crazy about hard knocks in general. And Poles reiterated some of that. And he kind of said that he understands that, you know, it's cool for the fans to have access. They do want to provide some of that. But he also kind of described it as, you know, this team 
feels like a family and we want to be like a family in here and that we like to keep family stuff private. Like you wouldn't want cameras in your home. He even said in your bathrooms, which I don't think is part of the Netflix series, but you know, they, you wouldn't want cameras necessarily in your home following you around all the time. And we're kind of a family in here and we like to kind of keep some of that privacy so guys can really feel comfortable and be themselves and not feel like they're always being watched or recorded and have what they're said, you know, could be misconstrued or used in some way that was, was not intended to. So even if Justin Fields had wanted to, the Chicago Bears probably would have said no. I mean, Fields said like he never approached the Bears about it. And I don't know exactly how the rules are there. I'm assuming even if Fields says yes, the Bears have final say on that. And certainly I think he would talk to his coaches and GM and maybe just even if the Bears don't have final say on that, maybe he would just agree that like, yeah, okay, you guys are right. But still Fields on his own saying, no, I don't want to mess up the vibe this year. Like I think things feel special in this locker room right now. And I don't want to make it all about him. He's been a part of the show when he was in high school you know, having the cameras around and being being followed like that. So he kind of knows what goes into it. And I think is able to make a, a very informed decision then on whether he wants that to be around this team right now in this scenario as they're trying to build this and grow this very organically and kind of, you know, it's still a younger ascending team. I think he made a good decision there for himself and for the team. I can't help but feel like we're missing out on a little bit of something there. You know, how big of a distraction would it really be? You know, media is around a lot Anyway, they're mic'd up oftentimes in games anyway. You're really only getting what extra camera access like off of the field, like off of the practice field, right? So like in the locker rooms and in meetings and stuff is kind of the only area that you're going to would have like significantly different extra attention. Like those are usually like almost 100% private and this would be more like it's certainly acknowledging that it would be different for the players, but is it going to? Like, would that be the reason why they lose games versus win games? Oh, if those cameras hadn't been there, they're going to lose games because they're just so distracted by the camera. Like Fields even said, like he's kind of used to that from that time when he was on the show in, in high school where you just learn that the cameras are around and you kind of learn to ignore them and kind of learn to just go about your day. And I feel like if this were the case with the Bears this season, he would learn and, and the team would learn. And by week one, you know, if the cameras had been there through training camp or whatever, by week one, I don't think it would be any kind of disruption or that big of a deal, maybe slightly, but again, like doesn't feel like enough to really cause problems. There hasn't been any sort of evidence to suggest that teams that are on these documentary shows, whether it's the, I think Amazon prime did one. And of course there's hard knocks and there's now a quarterback show. Like it didn't stop Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs from winning the super bowl last year. This, the fact that Mahomes was on that show and Kirk cousins and the Vikings went 13 and four last season. I mean, obviously the blew it in the playoffs, but still like, didn't keep them from generally being or either of those quarterbacks from general success last season. So there's no like TV camera curse per se. I think it's, it's a little bit overblown in that way. And I think it would have been cool access. And I do think we missed out a little bit and I'm glad Justin Fields left the door open, like maybe someday, maybe down the line, maybe when the team is a little bit more established, you know, when things are going a certain way, when maybe when he's on his second contract and not you know, on a rookie deal, maybe there isn't as much at stake in that regard. And he's not still trying to prove himself a little bit more. Maybe we could open the, open up the possibility there a little bit. I think that could be fun at some point down the line. I'd love to hear what you think. Did you want to see Justin Fields on the Netflix show quarterback? You know, give us a, a tweet at Lockdown Bears. Leave a comment on the YouTube channel, the video for this YouTube video, for the podcast. Uh, you can post in the Lockdown Bears Facebook group. We'd love to hear what you think about the Justin Fields, DJ Moore connection and the advancement of the offense as well. However you do it, just make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily in-depth 
Chicago Bears news and analysis. Training camp updates have been coming fast and furious, so we'll have plenty more for you on Monday. Maybe we'll have a veteran free agent pass rusher signed by Monday or maybe another contract extension. You never know. It's been a busy time to start training camp. It's been fun to break it all down for you. And of course, it's always fun to give you another opportunity to bear down.